0: Hello and welcome to Season 2 of The Giant Pod. Yes, that's right, we are back. Thank you so much for the patience while we put this together and thank you so much for all of the streams and the love from Season 1. It really was a blast making it and it's been so uh, enjoyable to see everyone eating it up the way that you have. So thank you so much for that. We have got one hell of a season for you. I'm not going to give you any teasers for it. You're just going to have to take my word for it. (laughs) My guest this week is stand-up comedian and podcaster rich wilson we talk about his life prior to becoming a stand-up comedian we talk about his journey to becoming a professional stand-up comedian via cutting his teeth as a compare and an mc we talk about our favorite comedians we talk about the nuts and bolts of stand-up comedy uh and the mechanics of of great stand-up material. Uh, we talk about his two podcasts, Insane in the Membrane and Insane in the Fembrane. I will put a trigger warning out there. These are podcasts based around open and honest mental health discussions and so there are mentions within our conversation about mental health and suicide and various other things so please be warned there we talk about what it's like to be dating the powerful and very famous in her own right stand-up comedian jade adams she is all over this podcast by the way so listen out for her heckling um rich all the way through this which is quite amusing we talk about having adhd and minds that just don't turn off Uh, we talk about loads of things it was a really really great chat i really really enjoyed it it's a great way to kick off season two Uh, yeah i just want to thank rich again for his time we had a sunday evening before dinner and he was very generous and we had a very 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 good chat i think you guys are going to really enjoy this i hope you do as much as i have So yeah, here we go. Welcome to Season 2 of The Giant Pod. This is Rich Wilson. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Ah. No, still not
1: happening. (laughs) Hold on. Wait! granddad. No, I'm not granddad. If I turned up with a combine harvester and I went, yeah, I'll drive that, you wouldn't be able to do it either. How long have computers been in the world? Computers been in the world for a very long time, Jade. <laughs> There's nothing that says sound. There is. <laughs> so system preferences. Yeah, I'm in them. Right, sound is in the middle of the screen, just there. <laughs> no. not look at what i'm doing yeah go on Apple. yes system preferences yes look at the system preferences wait and there is a sound it just not coming up oh hang on yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> output headphones input internal microphone
0: yep
1: hello what would you, what would you do Yay. about that <laughs> i don't know see this is it's oh, shocking isn't it all right that's there we go how's that yeah, all good for me. How are you doing? You cool? I'm all right. We're having that age old discussion of what to have for dinner. Ah, caught you before dinner, have I? Do we cook something? Do we order something? It's basically a conversation that happens three times a day. What are you leaning towards? Who knows, man? It depends. It all changes within 10 minutes of the conversation starting. Like one of us will go, there's stuff to have in the fridge. And then the other one will go, yeah, but, you know, we should just get takeaway. Fuck it. Um, and then we'll, and then the other one will go, all right, let's cook something. And then the other one will go, oh, let's get takeaway, like you said. And then it we end up not eating anything. it's a good diet we'll see yeah 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 well I say that I mean this size of me I'm obviously (laughs) eating something (laughs) what
0: takeaway usually um, wins out what's a good one we've
1: we've we've rinsed them all we've done a lot (laughs) I think we've done every 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 kind of scenario every version every everything I don't know what to do I don't know I mean it's a nice place to be in it it's a nice position to be in I'm not moaning but Oh, it's hard. What a hard life. <laughs> Deciding what <laughs> takeaway you're going
0: to have. Well, yeah, I guess. Got to check my privilege, man. Check it. Check that. Um, check it. What? Uh, where were you the other day when I spoke to you? Because the, the connection was so bad when well, we tried to do this a couple oh, of days oh, yeah. ago <laughs> that I couldn't even figure out really where you were, what you were You were saying. Were you at, you at some sort of job? A job? Yes. A, a day job? A, yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, well, you know, some some mad dude went off east and had a bat for his lunch. No he didn't. And then the rest of us <laughs> all right, conspiracy John. Um uh and then uh, so I'm getting heckled by Jade Adams, wine partner, <laughs> who's uh telling me that it didn't happen in a in a market. Someone ate a bat, it was it was it's man made, but lab that's in the... Wuhan. Yeah, what, sorry? A lab in Wu lab in Wu You have do you have Wu-Tan anything to back that? up? Wu Tan, yeah, the Wu clan. <laughs> anyway. Because of that, not because of Jay mouthing off, but because of whatever happened uh, and continues to happen, I, I lost all my live work, which is what I do. I'm a live, I'm a live performer. So uh, I, was, I, was, I was a bit stuck for a bit, but the guys at SOS Clothing, uh, good lads, they said, hey, we need someone here. We're doing all that stuff online. Do you want to come and do this? And I went, yes.
0: So nice. I was working
1: in there. I, I was in their office upstairs. Right. Um, but unfortunately, the, the connection wasn't strong enough for us to have our chat. But now here we are. Here we bloody are. Here we bloody are. Getting our heads around the technology. Old granddad's in the future now.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I basically I, with this podcast, what I do is I just sort of like tell people stories in a way. Um, All right. So I guess we're just sort of maybe let's just – Begin, I mean, because you've only been a comedian for fifty, only been a comedian for fifteen years. But uh, before, yeah. but like, where was this? Where were you
1: born? What was your journey into comedy? Um, I was born. I was born in Bromley Hospital, uh, uh, Bromley, famously where uh, David Bowie comes from, and Susie, Susie from Susie and the Banshee. So, Susie being part of the Bromley contingent, the punk outfit yeah. that would go and see, go to all the all the all the all the gigs. Um, that was in 1972, and then I kind of, I just kind of cartwheeled and ricocheted through my life. No real direction, no real kind, no no plan. I kind of just someone would go, "Do you want to come and do this?" I go, "Yeah, fine." I go and do that, and I ended up ended up working at uh, up the creek. 20 years ago, this 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 month, 20 years ago, I started up the creek as a barman. I got moved to be a manager. I wasn't a very good manager. I'll be honest uh i just uh apparently i was too nice it was too nice (laughs) so yeah and then just got friendly with some of the other comics and then uh one of them silky had his own gigs and he said to me he goes i think you should do this you've got your first gig in two months time right you gotta do it you can't back out and so he just
0: forced you into it
1: yeah i just sort of fell into it and you know now you know sort of 15 16 years later here i am talking to you quite good at it now aren't you Doing all right, mate. Doing all right. Turns out, turns out, all that dicking around for years actually started paying off, and uh, I had some had some interesting stories to tell, and experiences, and 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 uh, I was able to make them funny and uh, make a few quid. So it was all right. So, so how did you how did you go
0: about crafting your first ever stand up set? Was it kind of like if you look back on it now? Obviously, there's there's fifteen years of growth and development and and whatnot. But you look back on it now and think, God, oh, that was crude, or that was um, that yeah, was yeah.
1: rough. Um, how did it go? I think crafting is quite a push. I don't know if I was crafting it, <laughs> <laughs> it's just winging it more like maybe winging it. Uh, it well, it's funny because I started off. I did. I did my first few gigs, <clears throat> and it went all right. They weren't. You know, I didn't like most people. I didn't smash it, but I didn't. I didn't die horribly. It was fine. But then I got given a gig as an MC. I was MCing um, it was for B and Q the uh, the DIY things. I got given a, a corporate to MC by from their, uh, them and and because I was chucked in at the deep end, I had, it had to work. Yeah. And so and it turned out I was all right at comparing. So that got me in the doors of most comedy clubs. Right. Because because everybody wants to everybody wants to everyone wants a headline. Everyone wants to be the star. No one really wants to be in defence. Yeah, you yeah. know like you know doing the emceeing so that got me into a lot of places so my so I, I'm able because I emcee a lot I'm able to sort of write as I go on stage like I, I as I'm talking to people in the audience things will come and ideas will happen and then they they evolve into bits so that's kind of how I do it really all accidental as well that's not a plan
0: right <coughs> so that's yeah, sort of like where you happens. cut your teeth then
1: yeah, just emceeing, emceeing in you know some of the greatest places on earth, and some of them, not so much. You know, there's there's one I did recently with a couple of us, and it was it was it was a it was for one of them. It's a football pub, if you like, and so right. it's quite rough and rowdy. They wanted comedy, but they wanted it to be about them. And it's if you can handle that, then you can handle most places. Right? You know, there was there was there was a threat. Not violent, but there was an undercurrent of you know be funny. Are you going to get your head kicked in? <laughs> in, a, in a in a playful, cuddly way. Yeah, you know, and I kind of know the vibe you mean. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's doing those gigs that are like character building. Really, you know, it's it's we can all it, it, well, yeah. You, you learn more at the tough gigs than you do at the, at the really nice ones. I think. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: is there anything from your first? set that you would feel you could rework and bring into a, a set now is there was there anything from the early days that you like actually i kind of like that one that was a bit of a zinger i might i might bring that one with
1: me there's a well a lot of my stuff it kind of evolves right so a lot of it a, a lot of the seeds of it come from my first my first gigs you know and anything that as you go along and you get booked to do you know I, I, yeah, there's a, like you were saying just now about being crude and things like that. My stuff was quite crude, right? At the beginning, like most people's is. You're not, you know, you're, you know, you're. You don't realise that there's certain things that you might say with your mates that you wouldn't necessarily say in yeah, yeah. polite company, and it, and you learn that as you go. and you know, you can tell by the reactions from people if it's you know you. Yeah, what you do, you video it, and then you watch it back, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's awful!" So, <laughs> you know, and and of course, you know, sixteen years—that's a lot of things have changed. And so, this that I, I saw recently some videos of me that will never see the light of day. They will never see the light of day because right. the things I was talking about, which were fine, they were fine, they were bought they were up, you know, they were borderline iffy. Yeah, they weren't too bad, but now it's like there's no way that those people—they've they've been deleted. There's right. no way that people will see ever see those but you learn don't you you learn yeah. these things but yeah there's an element of all my stuff and when I started in the stuff that I do now it's just evolved into what it is now
0: yeah i was just watching um i was just watching your episode on the uh is it live in la vida lockdown podcast oh, yeah. and you you were talking about getting a new job for the you know during covid and they were asking for a um cv and, oh yeah, uh, and you were saying, "Well, what can I put on my CV? I just talk about my knob for fifteen years."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah, I, I do. I've, I, when people have said, "Do you feel successful?" and I've said, "Yeah, you know, I get, I've travelled the world talking about my penis." <laughs> yeah, Basically, it's, um, it's more to it than that. But it's, yeah. and I, I, go, I do get told off where like, Jade will go. it's stop downplaying it. It's and I'm like, yeah, it's just a funny thing to say, isn't it? But yeah, it's not going to go well on the CV. What have you been doing for the last 15 years? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what do you miss? Because yeah. a lot of the guys on that podcast were saying that. Um, oh, they were saying the thing that they most they miss the most is the um, is the green room.
1: Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I've never been in a, I've never been in a comedy green room. I've been backstage a lot. I've, I've drummed. I've been lucky enough to drum all over the world with with my punk band oh, and cool. stuff. So I know I know what like backstage locker room banter, and I I know how it goes. But I've never been privy to what comedians say to each other that they cannot take
1: on stage. <laughs> I don't even know if it's that. I think it, yeah, there is our our boundaries are obviously further out um and so there are things that we would say to each other that will never that will never fall upon the ears of the common man <laughs> they, they are they will they will forever be locked in the green rooms of comedy clubs and whatsapp groups it's uh it's yeah but it's more about just seeing your friends you know you, you might not necessarily ring each other up to meet up and Go for coffee or whatever, but you might. But you look forward to seeing each other at gigs and, and catching up. And and I've said I've said this before. There's a I think, uh, comedians don't we're not we're not special or anything like that, but we're odd and we don't really fit in. Like you could probably you're probably as a musician you'll know exactly what I mean. Yeah. We don't really fit into the, nobody really fits into anywhere. Really, this structure that we're supposed to all live in is bollocks, and it should be. You know we're animals fundamentally, and having to fit into this societal framework is, of course, that's why we're all mentally ill now. But comedians, musicians, and people like that—we don't really fit into that world. We're like we're night creatures, and we're odd, and we're a bit, we're a bit socially awkward. And but comedy and was our it was our universe. You know, we 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 all silently saw we we silently understood each other. We'd see each other. And we'd be like, "Yeah, you're weird, yeah, you're weird as well, but let's be weird together." and yeah. that's all unsaid, and you know but that all got taken away. So now you've got all these weird creatures with nowhere we've lost our habitat, and now we're all <laughs> kind of we're just stuck on our own, and of course, we're all spiraling because we're you know I think I th- but I think this has shone a light on the fact that, like I've just said, we're all a bit. Weird human beings are weird, it's Mm. mad that we exist and it's and we're all weird. None of us really fit into anything, but we're all trying, yeah. And I think that's that's if we start to talk about that the fact that all of us feel awkward, you know, only psychopaths really feel like they fit in, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, there's this, you know,
0: this whole thing has forced everyone to look themselves
1: in the eye, yeah, yeah, and you start to it 's really difficult to, to to keep focused on things that are supposedly important when when you look at the news and you look out the window and you 're like everything 's fucked what 's the point in anything and it you really have to dig deep and 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 find some like resolve to kind of to keep going. Do you know what I mean you're like yeah because you go what 's the point the world 's on fire, no one likes each other it 's all falling apart what 's the point and that's a really dangerous place to be. So you, re- it really does come down to you and and you going right. Fuck it! I'm gonna I'm gonna push through this. I'm gonna be strong. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. It's, I think that's what this has shown now is that it's up to us to 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 to, to stay strong and. Yeah, and push on and, and try and help each other through this shit. You know, it's it, it's it, mad. My, you know, it's mad. It's all mad.
0: In many ways, it's leveled the playing field. I know you have got people like Bezos and and you know your billionaires, millionaires, elites, whatever who who aren't experiencing the exact same reality as us, but they're just as vulnerable to this thing as as we are. Do you know what I mean, Mother Nature is knows no. Yeah, man. It doesn't look at your bank
1: account or what what you're nope. driving. No. Um, nature, as you said in Jurassic Park, nature finds a way. <laughs> you know, it's how it is. Nature, nature will always top trump us. Yeah. You know, it, this this thing about money and wealth and that, that's just a, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't even exist really. It's just a thing that human beings have put on. It's, they've put this grid on us now that we, are, you know, we all have to earn money and make money and do this with money and money. But money doesn't really exist. I spoke, I was talking to Richard Herring about this the other day on the on my podcast and he said something like if we all turn around one day and went well money's just money doesn't it's not important let's let's try something else it would yeah. be gone we'd be the, hey, so yeah it's they are still in a vulnerable position mm. really if one day the internet just gets switched off for whatever reason they'll just be as fucked as the rest of us
0: yeah someone goes under the ocean yeah. and cuts those cables
1: <laughs> yeah, this is it's all getting quite dystopian already.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's pull back.
1: Let's pull back. <laughs> <It's> all <laughs> gone very bleak, very We're on the
0: uh the precipice of you know of the void here. Um, yeah. you said something earlier about comedians and how they um and how you sort of see each other and you sort of know it's an unspoken thing, you know, you know you're in it together. What I've always found fascinating, what I really respect about stand-up comedy is, you can be a great actor, you can you can host a great radio show, you can you can be a great dancer if you want, you can see, you see it on Dancing on Ice or whatever, do you know what I mean? You can learn a, an instrument and write a couple of good songs, yeah? And quite often we find people in the entertainment world these, you know, celebrities or whatever, who who are great actors, great singers, great dancers, you know, and they can host a, a great podcast or whatever. But it's very, very, very rare to find someone that does great acting, is a great musician, and has the, the stand-up comedy element to to what they do because it's such a different beast, isn't it? It's often lumped in with the entertainment world, but it's it's its own lane, isn't it? And it's so hard to find people that cross all of those
1: lanes seamlessly. Yeah. You can, you can, it's a funny one with comedy. You can, you can teach people how to write a joke yeah. and you can teach people how to perform that joke. But to being funny is just in you. It's just the thing. It's, a, it, and, and when you start, it's just, in, it's a very difficult thing to describe. You can, there are people that are like that i there's there's acts that we know that they didn't do stand up it's all written comedy like Ricky Gervais was never a stand up comedian yeah but he's a very very funny man so it's all you know he's he's learned how to be how to write funny and and how to perform it but he didn't start off as a stand up um yeah it's a funny one eh? i don't I don't know it's they, they, yeah, there are some there's there's one or two people that are brilliant at everything. Yeah. Like um Jared Leto you know, he's a yeah. he's a he's a great actor, brilliant musician. He looks fantastic, you know, those but there's five of those people that exist in the world.
0: Yeah. Um I think um is it Donald Glover? Childish Gambino. Donald Glover,
1: yeah. Childish Gambino is another one. He's brilliant. Jennifer Lopez is great, you know, she's good at what she does and not not you know, they, they're just it's very yeah. It'd be nice to be able to just.
0: I think you know, um, Jamie Fox is another. Jamie Fox inherently excellent. funny, yeah. it's inherently very funny, funny man.
1: man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, you know, that's. I hate them. I hate those people. <laughs> <laughs> very sad. I've literally all I I I'm lucky enough to be. I am I am I am funny. I've, I'm not being beguiled. I've just I am able to make people laugh, and that's. You know, that's a, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm able to do that. Everybody wants to be seen as funny or known as funny, don't they? Yeah. You know, in, in the office or in the van or wherever you are. Yeah. Well, it, it's a, it's a, it's a nice. Yeah. Everyone, oh, yeah. He's hilarious. This one. Yeah. He's bloody hilarious. You know. <laughs> everyone wants to be that. Yeah. Oh, he's a right card. This one. You'll love him. This one. was is it uh, Sean Rox? this great bit? He Go. He's such a character. He can't walk past a hat without trying it on. <laughs> <laughs> So, what are your
0: <laughs> what are your sort of comedy icons? Because I, I've always loved guys like uh, when I was a kid. I really loved guys like Chris Tucker, Jim Carrey, yeah. Chris Rock. This is more sort of comedic acting. I know. Um, Ken, I was watching Kenneth Williams' uh, excellent interviews excellent. the other yeah. day. Just so funny, but I think my favorite comedians are like Bill Hicks, George Carling, yeah. the guys that are like got some real dark. Stuff going on, and they've got this sort of rock and roll. They're almost not anti-comedy, but they're not. They don't come across as your typical stand-up comedian. Like they're on their own thing, aren't they? There's a
1: next level. Yeah, there's yeah. Well, you can yeah. It's like anything. It's like you, you see. You know, when Oasis were massive, there was a you know there was a there was twenty bands that sounded like Oasis for a bit, yeah. and and then what happens is you'll get you know someone's a great is is one of the greats when people start to emulate them so you know when russell howard russell howard pops up and everyone wanted to be russell howard and then everybody james Acaster at the moment there's lots of james acasters right. right now um i i think yeah i you know i oh, sorry jade adams of course <laughs> jade adams Yes, there are lots of there are lots of Jade Adams popping up now. One in particular. So <laughs> <laughs> "Did you get the look then? Did you get a look then?" Yes, yeah, she threw me then because I was talking about all these people that get emulated, and she looked at me like, "And <laughs> like, you're the best, Jade." I think. There are some people that are just next level. Like you, there's a load of us going around, and we all and we all get booked at comedy clubs, and we all do really well. We all have a we all we all have, we're people trust us. Yeah. to book us for their comedy clubs. But there is some people that come along that are just they're just on another level. But their way they they the world outlook everything they do is just. Kevin Bridges is a fine example of that. Kevin Bridges started when he was like nine, right? But came came out as fully formed as Kevin Bridges is now like one of the best. And it's, I admire those people like, you know, like say Carlin, um, Eddie Murphy, you know, Eddie Murphy was a big influence on me when I was growing up. His, His show Delirious at the time was one of the best things that we'd ever seen. You know, we were kids and we saw this incredible thing. Now looking back it's from beginning to end, it's problematic as fuck. You know and you you look back now you're like, oh god yeah that was a bit that was a bit too much but at the time yeah it was groundbreaking you know it was it was it was it blew our minds and so um yeah it would be it's not it, i it'd be nice to be seen as that wouldn't it you know that like if you but you're either that or you're not you know yeah. like Bill Hick and these things you can I remember. I had when Louis CK first popped up, and I remember walking around with Louis CK in my ears just constantly because I wanted to, I wanted to be that influenced by him. I was like, I want to. How does he think? How does he? What happens? He's, he It was such a massive influence on me. Yeah, and then he wanked off in front of loads of people, so it kind of put me off. <laughs> but yeah. you know, you're. It, it, I would love to be. I'd love to have that brain. But I just don't have it. I'm funny, but I don't think I've got that. I haven't got that extra bit that they seem to have. Do you know what I mean? I know what
0: you're saying. Yeah. there's, there, And it usually comes from, I think with, with, um, I think with comedians, a lot of it is how fucked up are they? <laughs> and how, <laughs> and, and how obsessed does that make them? Because I, I Howard Stern, he, I mean, you could count him as a comedian, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. reading his book in, 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 hearing about his life story, anyone who's like him, who has that level of success, Joe Rogan is another very successful comedian, isn't he? He obviously has the podcast and other things going on. Um, they are just obsessive personalities, aren't they? They're absolutely, to the point of, you know, um, perhaps you could have benefited from a little bit of therapy. You may not have been as successful as you are now, but you might be a little happier
1: in life. Well, I think I think some of it, a lot of it, comes with confidence as well. They have confidence. They have complete belief in what they're saying. Yeah. And, you know, that and it's 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 a confidence and a belief that you, I, I personally have to really work at. I have to, you know, I'm quite quite insecure about a lot of things. And so I'm always worried that I'm going to say something, oh, is this going to be the thing that offends someone? Oh my God, is this am I saying the right thing? Yeah. Yeah. But these guys, these guys just have complete belief in what they're saying. They go, you know, they they know who they are. They know what they're saying, and they just say it. And it's and it's admirable. You know, it, it's something that to really, I'd love to have that confidence instead of worrying about. I, I think I worry more about people liking me than than most things. I should chill the fuck out. <laughs> Do you when you like?
0: It was interesting earlier when you said that you were listening to a lot of Louis CK, trying to figure out how his mind works. Um, Someone I don't read an awful lot of fiction, but one of my mates (laughs) said to me once that you know if you when you read fiction, you really get to figure out how the author's head works um, and sort of what kind of person they are and how they see the world. If you read enough of their their books and obviously enough writing, and I think that kind of speaks to that. But do you ever get a moment when you go, "Oh, I can see where you've connected these dots." Because you've got to get from point A to point B, C, whatever, and then you've got to get to your punchline, haven't you? Um, yeah. And do you you ever know, listen and you go, oh, I can I can see the evolution of this joke and where I like you've taken it probably where I would have taken it. Or do you hear one and go, Oh, you could have gone this way. You could have took a left here and it would
1: have paid off bigger. Do you ever do you get those moments? Yeah. I don't um I don't know. Yeah, I kind of I'm more, I don't know if I watch stuff and then go, Ah, oh, if you'd have gone that way, that might have been a better thing. Jade and I might have those conversations. Like we'd be watching someone and then and then Jade would go, Ah, oh, if they'd have done that, that might have been this. And we had that kind of conversation. But more often than not, I'm just more, if it's really good writing, I'll be sitting there going, that, that's fucking good writing. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm just, I'm not really thinking about how I could make it better. I'm thinking, wow, how, how, I love I love your thinking. I love how you got to that point. James Acaster is a really good example, actually, of someone where you don't know where he's going to go. That's yeah. that, that's exciting. I remember first time seeing. I can't remember what show it was, but it was a show. There was a mariachi band. He was looking to kiss Yoko Ono. He was on the Titanic at one moment, and then he was somewhere else. There was this whole this whole story. Yeah. And then, and then, right at the end, he just brought it all back. It was like it ended up being three stories, and he brought them all back at the end. And it was such a beautiful piece of writing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know where he was going or right. what was happening, but he managed to just tie this, these three stories up at the end. And I just sat there, just genius, absolute genius. You know, right. so yeah, I'm yeah. more. I think I'm more. It, it, if it's a good piece of writing, I'm more like, oh, that is fantastic. Rather than thinking what how I personally could have made it better yeah.
0: see i'm like you know. that i've I've never had a comedy career i've never done any stand-up i've i've made i've got notes in my phone of of ideas that would maybe make a first stand-up routine if i was able to do yeah. it i can't remember what any of them are off the top of my head now it's probably something like um uh, uh horlicks ovaltine those kinds of drinks as soon as you hit 55 they become ketamine after six o'clock <laughs> do you know what <laughs> i mean like there's yeah. something that's just like <laughs> needs a lot of work, but
1: um, always makes me giggle. It's, yeah. There's <laughs> um, something there. There's, there's a, definitely a seed of something. <laughs> yeah. But you're, I, you're, you're, a, you're a musician, aren't you? Yeah. And that's yeah. what you would do. But, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I always watch comedy and I'm always like, very rarely, I'm like laughing out loud, like in the moment of it. I'm always thinking about the writing, the delivery this that i'm always like far more interested in the mechanics of it yeah and the craft of it than necessarily the jokes i've been watching some i can't remember what the the youtube channel is but there's a there's a series of sort of video essays and they break down like james acaster and and guys like that and they and they talk about the techniques they're using what they're doing here Mm. Uh, and i'm just fascinated by the how it works like the art of it yeah and i find jerry seinfeld is a really fascinating guy uh for that because he is just so obsessed isn't he he is he's one of these guys he is almost like a a shakespearean type character of comedy isn't he every word is thought of and and deliberated over and there's that famous thing where he um he took two years to get the punchline to his Pop-Tarts joke which yeah. was something about um, and they'll never go off because they were never fresh or something
1: and it took him two <laughs> years to get to that. It's, yeah, it does take, it takes, I don't really know, yeah, watching those people where they, although I remember, I do remember I was with an ex-partner of mine and she came in from her proper job and she just, I was I was laying exactly where she'd left me in the morning and she's like, what have you been doing all day? And I went, I just got this bit, and it, it. I'm trying to think of this number, like what is a funny number, and that took me a day to come up with seventeen. Right, I thought seventeen was a funny number, just for this. But I didn't realise the time had gone so quickly. i just been, I was just laying there, just, just like a mad scientist. Yeah, and you're yeah. Going, right. But if that goes in there, what about that? I end up. I find that like just lately, I've been getting into watching TV shows to distract myself because I, I will waste entire days just laying there thinking. Yeah. Just nonsense. Good stuff. Bad stuff. The yeah. sun will come up. The sun will go down. And all I've been doing there is sitting there and thinking. And yeah. it, and that's all I do. And it. So I don't necessarily concentrate or worry about bits mm. but I'm always thinking I'm always thinking how can I make that funny how can I make that funny yeah what about can I write a bit about that and yeah all of a sudden the day's gone
0: yeah Jerry Seinfeld says that as well he gets his his um his iconic yellow lined paper out uh and his pen the same you know type of paper he always uses and he says sometimes you sit there. sit with something on his coffee table and his notepad. And he'll say, there's something funny about this. Yeah. There is something in this, which is very funny. I don't know what it is yet.
1: Exactly. And he sits and there spend, and, and, yeah. yeah. And you'll have nothing to show for it at the end of the day. Right. And you, feel like, and you feel like you've wasted your day. But then, you know, but then you go and do a gig and suddenly you're, you're talking to someone in the audience or something's happening or you're talking about something. And all this stuff just comes tumbling out of your head, and you're like, "Oh wow, where did that come from?" And it's yeah. because you were sitting there on the sofa for ten hours <laughs> thinking about a funny number. It's <laughs> it's a weird one. It's I do not I don't. I haven't really spoken about it. I haven't really. Not the process. i just so into the process. I didn't think I had a process.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's because. I mean, I've heard you talk about. It. I heard you talk about it with. Um, we'll get onto insane in the membrane and the membrane and the brain soon I heard your uh your episode with um Heston Blumenthal oh yeah oh my god what a dude um specifically Absolute dude yeah specifically when you guys were talking about ADHD
1: okay and yeah. you
0: said you were in the kitchen doing a 360 trying to uh what am I doing the the cat the or the 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 uh the drawer? the this or that and then you just went just fucking pick one <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. that spoke to me, man. Because I, I've had I've been diagnosed with ADHD since probably four years old or something. So, yeah, yeah I know where you, I knew where you guys were coming from with that, and we do, and we have this obsessive streak in us. So, yeah. like you said, you'll just sit there and think. You know, sometimes I just come up with the most profound, profound shit ever, and I sort of message it to someone, uh, and. And that's it. But I've got to, i got to get it out. Like you got this, like this yeah. whole, you get this, like you get these strikes of inspiration and music. I call them musings. Cause I want to be a pretentious <laughs> but, one of,
1: one of the world's great thinkers.
0: Right. Um, uh, and yeah it, that's a very adhd thing and that's the same i think for a lot of stand up comics and especially for me like i was saying like i enjoy the process because i get really like hyper focused into things sometimes and i think i've got a bit of a, like, an autistic streak there right. where i want to i want to know about the nuts and bolts of it and why you, and why that's been put together in that way and how it works so sometimes i'll be watching some really great stand up and You know, it should be belly laughing, but I've kind of got my like scientific glasses on. Do you know what I mean? I'm just sort of like picking it apart and I'm appreciating it for that rather than being like, (laughs) oh, I relate so much to it. I'm thinking, God, the time in there was excellent. I know nothing, (laughs) but I know nothing of, you know, I've never done stand up in my life. I reckon I'd be quite good at it if I put some time and effort into it. But it's one of those things, it's like, You can't just pick it up and think, oh, I'll have a go at this and be quite good at it because the lads at work think I'm funny. Like, you have to respect the fact that there are guys that have, like you, like you, like you have busted their balls working hard for 10 plus years to get to an established point. And then you get these knobheads, I guess, that come in on the weekend and, you know, open mics or they start and they get an opening slot and they think they're funny because they're the office clown. Oh, yeah. And they don't know what they're doing and it falls apart. Like, I wouldn't want to be that guy. If I came into comedy to do comedy, I'd want
1: to do it. I'd want to be a student of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it was Mickey Fannigan said that it takes sort of it takes sort of between two and four Five years to start getting paid work. Yeah. Or three, two, two to five or three to five to get start getting paid work. It takes five to ten years to for clubs to trust you. Right. You know, like your you can headline or whatever, you know, they they go, You're you know, you're brilliant at this, and, and they will book you. Your reputation precedes you, clubs will book you. And then it used to be sort of like between 10 and 15 years where TV would step in and go right, let's do something with you you're obviously you know and it, so it takes it takes time yeah to to hone these skills like any job it takes it takes years there's a perfect piece of material that it, it's so perfect it's it, it's i don't know how i don't know how he managed it, he managed it but I, I just assume it's 20 30 years in the game and that's norm mcdonald norm mcdonald is one of my absolute heroes i love that man and he's able to take a subject that's that if you wrote it on paper it's horrifying Mm. but he made it it's such a perfect piece of of comedy that i don't to this day i don't know how he did it and that's the bit i don't know if you've seen it it's got a bit about how he would kill a woman (laughs) now now obviously now straight away as i've just said it that's horrific that's a, a horrific thing. That's a horrific um subject. Mm. It's not something that any of us want to say out loud or even think, but he's got this piece of material and it's and it's perfect. He's just his just the way that he does it, that it's it's I it you have to go and watch it. It's on his it's on his uh on his DVD live DVD. Mm. And it's one of the most perfect pieces of comedy that is handled so beautifully, yeah, and sp- it's an awful subject that is. He manages to make inoffensive, right? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. even even in the even in the bit, there are some things that he says that are fucking horrific. If I was to if I was to talk about these things, the, the what he says, he would I'd get cancelled. It'd be awful. There's no way that I have that that the depth of touch that he has, right? Yet he makes it palatable. He makes it. You can sit and watch this bit. With children, with 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 elderly relatives. It's right. it's one of the most perfect pieces of comedy ever. And to this day, I've watched that a billion times and I still can't work out why something that's so offensive is so he's made it so inoffensive. Yeah. And I think that you know it's it's incredible.
0: Dave Chappelle does that
1: often. Often, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's he's another one who I will laugh out loud at, but he, he's again just watching him work is yeah. he's he's the master
1: absolutely the master
0: yeah and it's and it and he makes it look like he's just riffing it on the spot and he might be he might be but it, it's so polished
1: but it's all but well, that's it it's all from hard work like right? there are there are new comedians that are starting out and they're like why would you drive to Leeds for 20 quid and like it just that's what you do yeah you want to get as much stay time as you can it's it's what you do you're going to you know i've got a car i bought we bought a new car a couple of years ago it had 8000 miles on the clock it's got 88000 miles on it in two and a half years yeah. because that's what you do you tr- you just drive everywhere doing all the gigs that you can you spend your days like I say, laying there thinking about stuff that you then take to a gig that night. And, and that it's, it's, yeah, it seems effortless when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's so much hard work has gone into it that you you won't, you, you, it looks like I'm just sitting there doing nothing, but I'm not, I'm thinking about comedy. I'm thinking how I'm going to make this story work. I'm thinking about the gig that I'm about to get to and, how I get there, what, I, how, what I do when I get there? Am I going to stay over? Do I have another? Do I just get another gig for the following night up in that area? It's all these things going on, and that's the same as Chappelle and all these greats. They've gone through that. They've they've driven twelve hours in the car to do ten minute gigs and then drive twelve hours back. Yeah, that's how they get to be. That's how they are the way they are. It's it's hard. It is hard work.
0: And being a musician is just the same. Like I completely. Uh, identify with all of that that you've just said. I mean, I've I've spent times like we we did a we did a tour of the states and we spent five six hours eight hours you know driving to a show and uh, you don't know what you're going to see when you get there. You don't know who's going to be there. You don't know what the venue's like, and you're playing and we're playing for twenty minutes,
1: half an hour. <laughs> yeah, I've st- you know I've been I've been stood in uh, Nottingham bus station at four a.m waiting for my sort the megabus back to London, you know, yeah. it's, and, it, and, and when you, when you, when you look at it on paper, you go, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> you go, this is something in me that may, I want to do, I want to gig and I want to gig everywhere. And yeah. if you say, to, if you say to me, got this gig, it's on Thursday, but it's in, it's in, it's in Carlisle. Like, all right, fine. I'm going to go and do that. I'm going to go all the way to Carlisle. Yeah. And then maybe I'll pick one up and I'll do one in Newcastle or I'll do one on the way back here and, there. and, and that's your life. And that's what you do. If you want to be a good comedian, that is what you do. Yeah. You, travel, you travel the country, you travel the world and you're always working on it. There's never, a, you're not having a day off. It's always, there's a little bit of your brain. It's always spinning and it's always comedy, 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 comedy. Yeah. All the time. Imagine it's like songwriters. They've always got that bit. Just spinning around, collecting words, collecting phrases, collecting pictures, and, and just grabbing stuff, and yeah, ideas, and then flinging it in this tombola, and it's just <laughs> always going, and it's constant, and it never stops. Yeah, it's just it's,
0: yeah. Uh, two things that I want to, I want to talk about there. Mm-hmm. The, the one I want to ask: Do you think it's a curse? Sometimes
1: only sometimes when I'm like when i i i oh i just want to stop thinking Yeah, i think that's why you have to put you have to put movies on and tvs tv, TV and, which i didn't do before i was always like oh, i'm not watching that i haven't got time to watch that turns out i've got loads of time <laughs> i've got <laughs> yeah. loads of time to watch the mandalorian and you know all these things that i've been putting off phrases. and yeah it, i don't know about yeah. it, it's a curse Oh, it's a privilege when all the hard work starts paying off yeah and this is your life, and your that It's a privilege. You've worked hard, but it's a privilege at the same time.
0: And of course, people, people like ourselves who have such, such busy minds, such on all the time brains, it's often quite difficult when we we meet a lot of people who don't seem to be using ten percent of of that energy in their <laughs> brain. I don't, I don't want to say like, oh, we meet loads of thick, thickos, but like, so many people seem to be on snooze or or sort of half awake going through life and don't really seem to think much about the stimulus that they receive in their day-to-day life or, or dive deeper or try and find any meaning in anything. And I, I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. Sometimes I just think, God, I wish I could sit there and enjoy that numb skull sitcom trash and just <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just be satiated yeah, yeah. by it for a few hours. Do you know what I mean? But I can't, like, uh, brains are on all the time.
1: Yeah. But I think people, it's, Dave Longley said, another comedian said this, he said, you know, you're, people are striving for happiness. Yeah. And happiness is extra, it's an extra thing. You know, it takes more chemicals to create happiness, but what we should be striving for is contentment. And a lot of these people that you're talking about, they're content they're they're happy they've got they've got a job they've got a wife and a, and kids and or a husband or whatever they've got a partner and they've got and they like it and they're, and they're happy with that so they don't really they're not thinking about you know they're happy where they are and that's that's enviable I'd like that yeah I'd like I'd, I'd like my brain to just be happy with where it is not thinking that it's missing out on things all the time you know that but like my dad used to say is like he'd find me I'd just be stood in the doorway of the lounge and you're like, Are you gonna come in and sit down or are you gonna go out? What are you doing? <laughs> I just I yeah. could never settle. I can't I can't it I yeah, it's it's very difficult. I find it very difficult to be settled and content. There's always yeah something there's an anxiety that I'm missing out on something, or there's I should be doing more, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Oh my god, and it it's exhausting.
0: Yeah. You know? Mine is always you know, are you wasting your time?
1: Yeah, and that becomes a, and that becomes a spiral because yeah. you start thinking I've wasted my time. Then the guilt sets in that you've wasted your time, and then you get self-loathing. You start you start picking yourself apart, going, "Oh, you are just a fat piece of shit. Why don't you go out and do something? <laughs> Why are you wasting your time?" And you're not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you're not actually wasting your time. You're surviving. Yeah, you're you're doing the best you can at at, at that time you know mm. yeah you, we could all be doing more we could all exercise more we could eat less shit but you know all right i'll do it tomorrow or you know i think we the that 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 thing about you know stress will kill you is is <laughs> what we need to be working on is that stop stressing yeah. stop thinking that you're wasting your time you're alive you're surviving just try and focus on that you know that's that's all you need to be focusing on and Oh, just we're just bombarded with shit all the time, aren't we? We need yeah.
0: to just oh, I think with with me it felt like I've always felt like that square peg and a round hole. I've always felt like uh, because of this brain and and the energy and the ADHD, I've always been like, I'm not going to exist in this nine to five world. You know, like you're saying, this framework that we've bunched ourselves in as animals societally. I've always felt like I'm gonna have to make my own way, I'm gonna have to create my own my own thing like falling in and, and, and marching to the beat of that drum just it doesn't work for me on a chemical physical level so I think part of why I'm always doing stuff podcasts or um, uh, I'm a town councillor I'm the uh, deputy mayor of my town I got the, the band thing going on I've always got something going on because otherwise I just yeah. think to myself like what are you doing? You need, to, you need to be working on something that's opening doors and stuff in, in areas that you don't find utterly soul destroying. Do you know what I mean? If you're sat there, yeah. I do spend a lot of time playing Call of Duty and <laughs> you,
1: yeah. But and this what, is the thing. Most people are the same. Most people are a square peg in a round hole. Hmm. None of us, none of us feel like we fit in. We always think that everybody else has got it sussed. Everybody else has got it going on. Everyone's Everyone's, you know, the other people are are anxiety free, and it's I'm the one, I'm the problem, I'm the issue. But it's all of us. if you really look at it, the reason that things like Instagram and stuff like that is so popular, and it's all selfies, and it's all carefully cultivated, curated, curated lives, it's because none of us feel like we fit in. None of us. But we're trying to find some some. We're trying to find some comfort somewhere. And that's why we're all addicted to dopamine hits. Now we're all addicted to getting yeah. the likes, and we're we're addicted to that now because we, it, it it gives us a feeling that we don't not necessarily have all the time.
0: What these apps have done is, if they've given us given us the ability to be
1: our own PR agent, yeah, basically you're just selling yourself. You're we're all turning ourselves into a product that we want people to invest in and buy and, and buy from and get something out of and it's a, it's yeah, it's a
0: funny one. And it's often a fallacy as well, because I see so many people that like you've said, this kind of striving for happiness when, yeah. when maybe there should be some content, just, just, just feeling the contentness, if that's it's a contentment. word. Contentment. Yeah. Um that's what, Yeah. Instead of, yeah, but I know so many people and I'm not going to put anyone on blast here, but I know specifically of a few accounts that I see where, their stories and everything. It's so cultivated into this. I am this success. I do this. hustle this, that, this, and everything. Never stopping. Do you know what I mean? Blah, 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 blah. Always,
1: always, yeah, always, always grinding.
0: I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then, and then I see them working in, in their day job and, and I have a day job as well. Um, and, uh, you go, Oh, how's it going then? It's like, oh, it's, uh, you know, slow, not really happening at the moment. And you go, well, that's not what your Instagram says. I mean, on your, on your Instagram, you're you know, you're conquering the world. Um so it's it's really interesting that people feel the need to 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 perpetuate some
1: fake Kardashian. Well yeah, everyone wants to be seen as successful. Yeah. And everybody and everybody wants to be seen as smashing it and you know, the grind is real and you know, I'm out here grinding and you're not. You're going up to Asda to get some milk. Yeah. You know. You. It's that. Yeah. You're. What you're doing is surviving. Yeah. Um, just existing. It's, it's, we only. Yeah. Just. You need to just chill out. You know. It's. 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 Again, I was talking about this again on, with Richard Herring the other day on the podcast, and we were saying the the fact that we exist is amazing, and that's all we should be focusing on: the fact that we're here, yeah. and that's that's what that's it's such an it's such a miracle that we are here us in particular are here your sperm was the strongest one and it got through and now you exist and yet we're worrying about the followers we haven't got and we're worrying about stupid shit yeah you know when really the fact that we exist is is enough yeah it's enough but none of us are happy none of us are happy we we want more and we want to I don't know. We all want to be, we all want to be Kanye, and we, you know, but we're not. Most of us aren't Kanye, and never will be. Yeah, there's got to be some average yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, Someone's some of us it. are going to, some of us are going to be right. Said Fred. Yeah, which you know? I guess
0: moves moves me on to great segue into talking about your podcasts.
1: Insane. Can you hear me all right, still? Yeah,
0: I can hear you fine. I mean, you're doing—you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. You're doing uh, you've got your own audio recording here, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna have a lovely clean
1: audio from you and from me, and there's not I gonna hope be so. any of this Zoom shit that we've got going on. <laughs> I hope so. I played it on the right channels. I just thought I didn't for a bit. Oh, I get that. ah well. F-
0: I get that all the we'll time. We'll find I'm out. Always, like, we'll find out. Checking stuff. Like, is it even
1: recording? Like, an hour in. Did I even <laughs> press record? That's what I just did. It was an hour, and I'm like, I don't think they had the right <laughs> lights. Oh, shit. Hang on. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out.
0: So, yeah, Insane in the Men Brain and Insane yes. in the Fem Brain. Well done on those names. I know you've said before that they're some of your proudest moments. Uh, I am so
1: proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tell me about these the 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 uh, tell me about the podcast because we're we just starting to touch on something that I guess is going to lead into you know mental health contentment and, and and other things like that. So tell me about the impetus of insane in the
1: membrane because I believe fembrain came a little later, right? Fembrain was later. Yeah, uh, membrane came from um, when my I was married, and then that went that went in the bin and it was another relationship that it was like why every relationship ended in catastrophe yeah ever since i can remember and it was like why does this keep happening what's going on and then i met my i met um i met jade and we started hanging out and we were friends and and then it sort of started to evolve into something else and and jade was you know she's like look you have issues and you need to go and sort them out i'd already had a bit of counseling before yeah but this was this was this was I needed to, I needed to go and cuz you don't think it's you you think it's everyone else right
0: you're like, oh, until you've even got got you're five deep and you go ah oh, that happened in every one of them
1: every single one <laughs> and you're like how can it still be other people's fault yeah. when it's not so I started having counseling and and it and we sort of I just learned a lot about myself and why I was doing certain things and why I was being a dickhead in relationships and and then I got talking to comedians in green rooms and then they were like, how are you? And I just started to tell them. I just started to be honest and go, actually, I've been a bit fucked and I had some counselling and I'm kind of, I'm getting my head together and something just happened. People would just, other comedians would just open up and start talking to me about stuff they were going through. Right. And I just kind of, it just, and then it just evolved into a podcast where people come on and we talk about we talk about our life experiences, and and from that people people don't feel so alone, you know everything everything that you've experienced, I guarantee nearly everybody else has experienced that same thing, and that's what that's where the podcast comes from. It's showing people that you're not alone, and you're all, you're just as fucked as the rest of us. And uh, it's that, how, really,
0: were you open to counselling, uh, uh, therapy, and whatnot before you went? Because I know, like like I said, I mentioned Kenneth. Uh, Williams earlier yeah. there was an interview with I can't remember what her name was uh, sort of fairly famous uh, British actress who said that you know she had been to have some counselling and said to him that she was doing it and that maybe he should go in And talk to someone, and he flat refused to do it because he thought it was gonna, whatever his trauma was, whatever was kind of fucked up about him, um, was what was what gave him his spark and what gave him his like, I guess his his superpower, I guess if you want to call it that. And he was worried that having the counselling was gonna take his spark away because whatever his art was was coming from pain. So did you, did you did that? Did you think, oh shit, what if I? what if I'm fucking normal then and I'm not funny anymore? <laughs> no,
1: nah, it never crossed my mind. I just knew I was a dickhead and I wanted to stop being a dickhead. Right. I admire that. That was obviously. it basically. I knew, I knew in my heart and that's, I know that sounds cheesy, but I knew I wasn't being who I am. I wasn't, I'm not, a di- I'm, I'm, we can all be dickheads at times, but I'm not, I'm not a dickhead. I'm a nice person and, I don't know why I'm hurting everybody the way I am. Why am I hurting everyone? I know Days look at me now. What now? What are you saying? What are you saying? She's giving me the evils. I am I know I'm a decent dude and I and I knew it was in me somewhere and yeah. that's what I wanted to find, you know, and you know, and and it sort of came from that really. And we we can all be dickheads still, but yeah. You kind of yeah yeah I don't I didn't know why I was doing it to people that are that were that were really they were lovely people and I and I upset them and I didn't know why.
0: Right, yeah, and they're supposed to be the ones that you don't upset.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're supposed
0: to sort of upset everyone else, but not them. That's kind of...
1: not the people that, yeah, not the people that actually care about you yeah. and put themselves out for you. You're not supposed to shit in their hair. You're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to care care about them back. Yeah. And I wasn't. I was I was taking it for granted and and looking for things in other places that I shouldn't have been. And, so were you expecting you know, and it, and
0: relationships to fill some sort of like void, some sort of hole in you? And then ultimately these people didn't make you feel as complete as you thought you would. And then maybe yeah. you're, you're looking for it elsewhere or you get frustrated with that or, or maybe, maybe like push them away or you don't, there's a part of you that doesn't feel like you deserve that.
1: Oh, all of that, yeah. all of what you've, all of what you've just said. You're, you don't feel you deserve to be loved in that way. You don't feel, you don't love yourself. You're there's, you know, there's, it's a, it, you just end up in this quagmire that, and you, and you don't see any way out. And it was only where, you know, where Jake just sort of pulled me out and said, right, she's, you know, it was like I really like you, you like me, but this goes nowhere uh-huh. until you go and sort yourself out because. I told Jade everything. I've told her all every shit thing I've ever done, and and she sat there and she still went, "All right, well I'm still here, yeah." So let's let's go and get you sorted out, and uh, and so that's where it all came from, really. And it it's hard. You don't want to sit there and go, "I'm a wanker." You want to think you're a legend, and yeah. unfortunately, I wasn't being a legend. I was being an absolute wanker, and I needed to not be. and And it's difficult. It's really hard to look at yourself and go, "You're being a bit of a wanker, mate." Yeah. It's hard.
0: So, do you think like meeting Jade was a big, a big turning point in your life? And I don't want to say, do you think she saved you? Because that's that's a little bit Hollywood, isn't it? But <laughs> but do you?
1: Would you? I'm not giving it. I'm not giving it. No,
0: no. <laughs> would you? Would you credit her with being? You know, because there's that old thing, isn't it? That old sort of saying or idea that you know men can be dickheads and and wing it their whole life, and then you know what a good woman i guess i should say good man is well or whoever you're with a good partner um the right one will really make you sort of buck your ideas up and get your shit
1: straightened out do you think that that was definitely jade i think it's there's in my experience i can't i can't speak about anyone else's this is just in my experience every woman that has been in my life has has said the same thing where they've gone look you're a decent dude but you're this i don't know why you're being such a prick and it and it you know and it's and it's happened all the way along and it and i think jade was the first person to really like sort of pull me up by my by my collar yeah. and go stop fucking about this is your 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 you're you're creating so much sadness in the world by being such a dickhead to everybody Sort yourself out and really, like, really, like, grabbed me and went, You, you. She really told me how it, how, you know, how it was. Yeah, whereas, you know, other, other relationships, they've done the same, but I think Jade was more physical, right? <laughs> i tell you what it is. Shall I tell you what the difference is? What's the difference, babe? The difference Here is. Here we go. She's kind of coming, joining. This what? is the difference is that I, as much as I absolutely love being with you, you never felt like with me. That you were my be all and
0: end all of everything. everything. Yeah, you didn't
1: feel that way. So you like before, where you stepped over people. Before you couldn't do that with me. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's couldn't, why you couldn't walk all over you. Could I? Nope. No, walked all over the others. No disrespect, but I was being—I was—I was a prick. Right and. You can't do that with Jade Adams. (laughs) She won't stand for
0: it. And do you think maybe you listen to Jade, maybe it's a convergence of of many things. Maybe it's like, one, you're sick of repeating this same shit over and over again. Two, uh, you're you're getting older, maybe more mature. Maybe the conversation around men's mental health and, and... stuff is opening up you've been a comedian yeah. for a while obviously everyone bears their wounds on stage and stuff so you've seen a fair bit of it to sort of maybe you've identified with a few things over the years that people said and three do you think it's maybe because she's a comedian as well that maybe there yeah. was a part of you was like you know what uh i respect this coming from you because you're not bullshitting me here
1: yeah i think there's a lot i think there's elements of all of that yeah. definitely mature definitely maturity uh, it's very childish to run around blaming everybody else for your for your problems. Yeah, you know, and and not and being ungrateful. You know, there. You know, I've been in relationships with some f- incredible people that have, they've done all manner of wonderful things for me, and I, I, I didn't. I was so. I, I was. I appreciated it, of course. I was, I was a complete cunt, but I, you know, I, it's, I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have done. I was very ungrateful. My my actions were ungrateful, and I think you're right. Meeting Jade is who's a comedian and the same kind of creature. You know, she kind of went. You're a you're. <laughs> I'm not. I am not. This is not happening. You're not doing to me what you've done to everyone else. Yeah, it's almost like because Jade had her own. You know, she had her she she had her own limits of what she would tolerate, and she's like she's aware of her worth. Not. I'm not saying that the other people I've been in, in a relationship didn't have that. I'm not saying that at all, but Jade. Was, was, I'm praised by thousands. Of people. <laughs> 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 she she was able to turn around and say to me, you know, yeah, you can be in my world, yeah. but this is what I this is what you're going to need to do in order to gain access to this this universe. And,
0: and I guess that I guess Jade is. I mean, I don't know Jade, but I guess Jade is an inherently sort of spiritually very powerful person.
1: She's very powerful. And I quite like that. I like. Yeah, it's attractive, isn't it? Yeah, I love strong, confident, powerful women. It's it's yeah, and it's um yeah. But then and it keep, but it keeps you, it keeps you on your toes. It stops you being a toss pot. Mm. You know, you, you, I've got a selfish streak in me a mile wide, and it you know I battle that every day. And uh Jay takes no shit. <laughs> <laughs> True she's the warden. But don't get me wrong, she gives it as well. She's not poly-perfect wandering around like she's got all the answers. <laughs> she's a dickhead, yeah, but she's a dickhead as well. Here what, we go. I Speaking tell you of what, it's... Rich's greatest sadness is, is that his bad traits aren't being untidy and being grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. <laughs> thanks for that that makes no sense <laughs> anyway back to the action sorry about that uh, no that's fine um,
0: <laughs> I didn't realise I was going to have Jade Adams on the podcast as well this
1: you're, is I know uh, it's quite the coup right <laughs> he said he didn't realise we was going to have Jade Adams on the podcast as well well you will do it whilst I'm here yeah Well, I have to. <laughs> what you, we're locked in I have to do it while you're here <laughs> I'm going to go to my other house anyway
0: uh, um Oh, where was I going to go? What was I going to say? That was what I was going to say. Um, so Jade is obviously, in her own right, a very s- successful um, comedian. Yes, and I know you've probably answered this question a million times. Of you know, uh, the uh, the relationship of having two stand-up comedians in in the uh, in the fold. And two separate careers with two separate trajectories, and that's not say my way. It. That's not just my polite just, way. Just say it. Just say how, it exactly how it's in your head. Let, how does it feel that it. your your uh, your partner is a more famous comedian than you, Rich Wilson?
1: Oh, <laughs> fucking gutted, it, mate. It's it's just it's an absolute travesty. It's disgraceful. It's not on. Uh, it's, it's fucking disgusting. Um, no, it's, I'm actually very proud. I'm very proud of everything that, that Jade, has, Jade has achieved. And I know that I can't I even sound insincere now. <laughs> I, I, I'm not at all. I'm, I'm immensely proud. She's worked really hard. And, and it, yeah, 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 you know, she did. at no point is any of Jade's success. She's not blagged it. It's not been handed to her. She's put the graft in and it's it's good to see. and. Yeah, I have yeah, I've been asked that before, but actually. People think I'm sort of sitting there quietly festering, like going, oh, why has she got that? Why is that happening? Blah, blah, blah. But, A Netflix uh, special. Uh, Netflix, uh, whatever, you know, Amazon Prime and blah. And, <laughs> oh, what? But I'm not, not at all. It doesn't, I, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't even cross my mind. It's just like, I'm nothing, I'm nothing but proud of what she's, what she's achieved, you know. And it, I think... I think, it, I think it's easier as well because I'm, you know, I'm busy in my own right. I've got stuff I'm doing. Babes, you've and loads. I have achieved loads and I think... Oh, that's nice, isn't it? I like hey, that. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? That's um, nice. I don't, yeah, I don't... Just, he doesn't recognise it as easily as I do because I'm an absolute
0: legend and he's all like shy and stuff.
1: I am. I do have, I am crippled with shyness and yeah. uh, and self-loathing. Um yeah. Yeah, I at no point do I am I envious and do I think there there'll be things that she'll do and I'll go, oh, I would have loved to have done that." But like there was a there was a TV show that Jade did the did the the voice for and it was these these mechanics and they were going off and getting classic cars from around the world and then they bring them back and do them up and Jade was the voice of that and I'm like, "You don't even like cars. I <laughs> should be doing that." right but yeah it's it's, it's it's quite funny actually it is funny but it's, and I'm mean, uh, in I mean, yeah. no way insinuating that you're
0: going to be riding her coattails in any way
1: <laughs> I ride her coattails all the fucking time <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I'm like Johnny Utah in Point Break <laughs> I am just riding mate oh, of course you've got to use what you've got and and if those coattails are flapping in the breeze I'm grabbing them mate don't worry about that <laughs> I do teach you stuff. I teach you a lot. I teach you how to be really funny. Anyway.
0: How do you work on bits <laughs> with each other? Do, do you have like, what's the what's the, the dinner time chat? What's the bedtime, or maybe not bedtime chat, that's wow. the wrong question. <laughs> uh, but you know, you ever, you go, babe, I'm struggling with this and I want to know what you think. Or are you ever, are you ever like concerned to, to bring each other a joke in case the other like absolutely smashes the punchline for you and you feel like, oh, well, it's not really
1: mine now we we've done it where we've gone right today we're going to sit and work on something, and it doesn't work because we end up we end up having an argument you know we're very <laughs> passionate people um but our stuff is very it just kind of happens like we'll be sat and and will, all, you know she'll we'll in a conversation we'll because we we're going back and forth not on purpose it just happens you know we're being funny and and or some one of us will say something and the other one will go, Oh, I like that. And you'll go, Yeah, that actually fits in with your stuff about blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, you can have that and vice versa. And it's just kind of in the air all the time, you know. Conversations inspire ideas, it just kind of happens. But if we sit down and go, Right, today we're going to write jokes, we'd be punching each other by the lunchtime, right? If, not physically, but mentally. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all kind of it's all kind of it's very unofficial it's very it's very kind of just in the air we will we will if it happens it happens yeah there's been a couple of times i've come up with stuff and i've done it a couple of times on stage and i've gone oh that really works and then i've and then i've you know i've given it to jade and, and or jade's done the same to me so it's it's kind of yeah oh we'll be on we'll be doing gigs and Halfway through the gig, like Jade's come back a couple of times she's going, Oh, I said your line tonight about blah blah blah, because but it but it fitted into what I was doing and you know and same with me and it, it's just kind of there, you know. Yeah it's kinda of, yeah, there's no unless it's specific bits that are actually Jade's or mine. You know, that like you know, I couldn't go on stage talking about serious black jumper, that's obviously Jade's in it, you know. Yeah. But it's kind of like I say, it's just in the ether. Well now and again we'll have a, a chat and things will come we don't sit yeah. down and we don't sit down and
0: what where do you draw where do you guys draw the line with your because comedians famously drag their personal lives onto the stage and i know many uh i've i've seen many bits and acts where they they bring up their you know their sex life or whatever with their wife and i think god i wonder if their wife ever goes can you just fucking not talk <laughs> about that shit please there's actually you know yeah, don't talk about a- my yeast infection please <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wouldn't ever. It, I would never go that. I would never be that personal. Not about you know actual things like that. But I did have a bit recently when uh, <laughs> I can't believe I, I said
0: it, that. Sorry. No, that's all
1: right. <laughs> yeah, I go on stage going. Oh, my missus' yeast infection is really. That's <laughs> really taking a turn today. Uh, I've never done that. There are yeah. There are some acts that I've seen. I've gone how yeast infection. <laughs> You keep that, keep that bit in. Keep that bit in. Yeah, we won't uh, cut that one. <laughs> literally, never had to use. Uh, no, it was an example. We were using an example. example. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so but there was a bit. Jade and I, Jade and I were just going through. We were in, uh, we were having couples counselling, and and uh, and then I I was I was been staying at a mate's house just while we figure things out. And um, and then I was doing stuff on stage about it, and just saying like, oh, you know, my my missus and I are on a break. And Jade said, "Stop fucking telling people that we're on a break." And I'm like, "But we are." She says, "No, because as you're not saying it right. It's the, we're not on a break. We're just not living together. It's different. You're making it right. sound like Ross from Friends." You know. <laughs> and then it, this whole bit, I was like, "Well, what? What?" She goes, "You might end up having sex with someone else." I'm like, "What do you think happens to this when it leaves the house?" right? What women aren't frisbee their vaginas at me. This isn't, you know, i got this whole bit <laughs> and Jade had said, stop doing that bit. And I went, yeah, but it's really funny. It's really working. And then we did a gig together before this latest lockdown. And, uh, Jade ended up heckling me from the back of the room. And we ended up having this like jokey on stage, uh, argument. <laughs> well, yeah. it, it was really funny. It really worked, but yeah, that's the most personal I think I've got really. And, uh, yeah it wasn't met with um too much enthusiasm yeah so do you ever check do you ever say hey babe uh tonight i'm thinking about doing this bit what do you think i i've stopped saying to jade about stuff now i've stopped saying oh what do you think of this bit because nine times out of ten she'll go no that's shit and then i'll go (laughs) uh, okay so now i go and do it and then i come back and go oh this this worked so right. yeah, 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 yeah. We it depends what mood we're in. So um but, yeah.
0: we should probably get back onto the on the membrane thing because um we I don't know really, I
1: don't know what we I'm we're, taking this all over the shop, aren't I? Sorry. We, it's
0: fine, it's fine. No, this is great. I'm having so much fun with this one. Um I hope so. have you um have you had any episodes where someone has said something to you, you know, because obviously the show is all about and the fembrain version is all about being very open and honest with mental health. Um, have you ever had any moments where you've, you've invited someone on and you think it's going to go one way and it, and it takes this turn, and you're like, Oh my god, you've been so, so honest here that it's almost to the point where you wonder if they should have shared that with the world. Do you know what I mean?
1: Ha. No, it's been pretty, everyone's been really good. There's not, there hasn't been anyone where I've gone, Oh, fucking hell. It's, I was a bit surprised. There's a comedian called Eshan Akbar, and I've known Eshan a little while and he's a, he's a really lovely sweet dude you know he, he's, a, he's a really nice guy but he but he started telling me this story about him you know he was at a point when he lost his mum that he tried to he tried to commit suicide and he told me and he was telling me all about it and I think that was a I was really shocked at that to start with I mean if you listen to the recording of it me and him we're laughing our heads off and we're and we're taking the piss out of it but when he was telling me inside I was like oh my god I had no idea yeah and it it made me realise that there's a lot going on underneath that we don't really know about at any one time. You know, look, look at Chester Bennington from Linkin Park and Chris Cornell, and you know they look like they've got it all, and yet mm. look, what, look what happened to them. And it, I think that it, that that shocked me more than anything. There hasn't really been anything kind of we haven't unearthed any bodies and things like that. There's no no confessions and nothing too dark. Sometimes there's a personal story and. Afterwards, the the guest will say, "Oh, can we not put that out? That might upset my So-and-so. my So-and-so. missus. Yeah. That might upset someone or other." So, but yeah, there hasn't been anything really dark where I've gone. Whoa, <laughs> everyone everyone's been really open and honest, and it's, it's it's I'm really I've been really lucky. It's really really cool.
0: And was this this podcast was the inception of this to promote vulnerability and being open and starting a conversation. And letting people in to a conversation via the medium of podcasts to maybe inspire them to open up in their own in their own little you know um, podcast uh, styles with their you know friends or family or whatever.
1: I think it just caught it just sort of evolved really. There was no I wanted to do a podcast as everybody wants to do, and but I didn't know what it was going to be about. It just kind of happened into this. I had conversations with a couple of people that I know like to start with, like Phil Ellis and Michael Smiley. And it kind of, those it it suddenly clicked. It was like, oh, yeah, these are the conversations we should be having. This is, especially somebody that sounds like me, you know, I sound like a van driver from Kent because that's what I used to be. And someone like me talking about the fact that I felt suicidal or, you know, I've been crying in the car and I don't know why. It's, it really has touched a lot of people, like people that are like that, you know, like for want of a better word, like men, like real men. Mm. And that's what started to happen now. We're getting more people like Ricky Hatton and uh, Ricky Grover and, you know, people that are seen as like these hard, no nonsense geezers as now talking about yeah. the fact that they, they cry in the shower, you know, and it, this is what needs yeah. to happen. And it's, that's, that's why I, another reason why I do it is to show men that you are allowed to feel vulnerable. You don't have yeah. to feel like you've got it sussed, you know. You can say to your partner, "I'm really struggling today," you know, yeah. and and hopefully they're in a position that they can they can turn around and listen and go, "Well, yeah, tell me, you know, tell me about it." It's it's that really. It's trying to get men men to just talk and you know. and do
0: you feel like that that mission is being achieved? Despite I I feel like it is in the last sort of five years. I tried to push it within my. Uh, my Instagram um, stories. I try and promote it here via um, the podcast, uh, uh, you know, and, and also as my responsibilities is a, a sort of a community leader with, with being the deputy mayor. Uh, I try to just keep this message out there because the the suicide rates for men, especially, are so high, and they're only yeah. getting higher this year with COVID and lockdown. We yeah. really, really have to double down on. Because I'm a big guy, so I'm six. I'm six foot nine, big bearded guy, look like sort of kind of got you know, wow, like quite sort of like um, masculine, you know, and 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 I think people would value you know someone like me saying, hey, no, this is cool. This is because I think there yeah. might be a bit of a stereotype there, and you expect it to be a bit more gruff and manly and whatnot. But I think it's important to
1: absolutely subvert expectation and be like, no, yeah. you can come and talk to me. It's even right. getting to it's even getting to a point. I've seen this where people are now saying, "Oh God, can we not keep talking about our feelings?" God, I get it. Yeah, we should all open up. And at the moment, we're in the we're in the middle of this massive overcorrection. We're in this massive wave of men opening up, and so yeah, it just seems like we're all. We, yeah, it seems like everybody now. Everybody's got. Everyone's upset. Everybody's struggling with their mental health. Everyone's this and that but that's because we're all opening up suddenly we are all opening up and so now mm. we're going to we just need to ride this wave get everybody opened up and then it'll all it'll all level out again but we'll be all more we'll be open we will all be more open than we were in the past so we might not even be the generation that will benefit from all this it'll be right. the but it'll be the next generation <clears> that definitely will so you're kind of doing it even we're we're opening the doors we're opening the floodgates yeah and it'll be the next generation or the generation after that that will really benefit from this. You know, we've, you know, I grew up in the seventies and being, a, you had to be a real man back then. It was, you know, no, men didn't cry, men didn't wear pink, men didn't, men didn't do anything but watch football and and drink beer. And whereas, boring, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, fucking hate football. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 we we're the first sort of generation that are actually opening up and going it's all fucked. I don't feel strong enough to, I don't feel, I don't, well, that's the other thing, you know, I don't follow football. I don't sit around, I don't sit around talking about football. I'm not that, I'm not, and so for years I felt that I didn't fit in because I didn't, I wasn't into football and it's, but through talking and opening up, I found other other men like me that don't like football either. I don't it. No, and it's, it's, you know, that comes from opening up and talking and that's, we all need to be talking about it we all you know it's difficult especially now that the, the 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 roles that we you know for want of a better word that we were all supposed to play in this societal frame they're all blending into each other now they're all merging like women are hunter gatherers as well as men and it was always the men that went out and did that but now it's more often than not it's women that are doing that you know jade especially Jade is the main breadwinner in this house. Now she's she keeps she keeps it she keeps us afloat. Mm-hmm. We couldn't survive on my money, and so you're and so you're dealing with that as a man as a as an old school man from the seventies and the eighties. I'm now having to deal with that. I don't. I am not the breadwinner, and that place have it with your with your with your mental health because you're like I need to be this fella. I need to be this guy. I need to be taking care of business and. It's, yeah. it's, it's not as rigid as that anymore. Sorry? We could live on your money. Huh? We could live on your money, but we wouldn't have as many oysters. We could live on my money, but we wouldn't have... <laughs> no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have... Listen, if you lived on my money... If we lived on my money, you wouldn't have shoes. What are you on about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you um, find...
1: Do yeah, you find that your
0: experience of um, therapy and counselling um, has helped your sort of interview style? For that specific podcast, do you feel like you get into moments with your guests where you think, "Oh, I know how to responsibly steer this conversation uh, down this avenue because I've I've experienced being taken down there myself by yeah. a professional." I don't
1: really know. Actually, it just I just seem to have a knack for talking to people. And listening. Listening is, is, is the is more important than actually being able to speak speak to the guests. The, I think I come from come to the podcast with the I'm learning as well as the audience are learning as well. So I'm whoever I've the 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 the, the, the podcast is all about the guests. It's all about them, what their stories and, and their and what they what they've been through and and so I'm I'm coming at it from a I'm learning as well. You know, yeah. and it and it and it. I have just I don't know. I don't really know where it all comes from. It must it must be an influence of the therapy, my ability to be in, to be able to MC a gig. You know, that's a yeah. skill, and it's that's a skill in itself. I think it all just comes from that. And being, I'm interested in people. I like people. I want to know about people. I want to know your stories. I want to I want to know you. And 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 I think it all comes from that. Really, I just I care. You know.
0: I guess a part of it is you don't. You also you. There needs to be some tack about it because you don't want to sound like a shrink, do you? Or, 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 or you don't want yeah. to sound like super light, mm, yes, like yes, stroking your chin. Mm. <laughs> and and then and then what happened? Do you know what I mean, you don't want to be yeah. like that. Yeah, you know? there has to be that element of conversational.
1: Um, well, the a, thing and is, you yeah. have to be relatable as well as just a bloke. Yeah, well, that's it. It's, you're, you're you're juggling all these things where. It's a, it's a podcast about a very serious subject, but at the same time, you've got to make it sort of entertaining. It's got to be, it's got to be interesting to people. You've got, it's, I want people to, to, I think people know that I'm not, I'm taking it seriously, but at the same time, I remember laugh as well. And yeah, you know, it's trying to find that you're subconsciously trying to find that balance. Um, I've forgotten where I was going with that. I've just kind of gone, drawn a blank. Um, it's. Uh, what was the question again? Sorry, I just got a complete blank. It was, it was about it was
0: about being relatable and not not coming across as a sort of chin yes. stroking therapist. That's it. Guy. That's,
1: that's that's it. Because I'm not a therapist. Yeah. I am a I'm a comedian. I'm a bloke. I'm a man. I'm a I'm just a human being. I don't have any. I'm not trained in this. I don't know. I don't have any answers. Can't give you any advice really but I'm open and I want to learn and I want, I want to give you a space where you can get stuff off your chest and, and then hopefully people listening will be able to go, Oh yeah, that's that happened to me. And then they'll benefit from hearing that, you know, it's all those, it's all those factors. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's trying. I just, I, 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 I do it cause I give a shit and I want everyone else to, I want people to feel better, you know? Yeah. And I think me talking about my experiences will help them, with theirs, hopefully, really, and
0: um, I haven't. I've got to admit, I haven't listened to an awful lot of Fembrain. Jade hosts that, or it has a lot to do with Fembrain, right?
1: That no, I host it. That comes from it? yeah, that comes from um, conversations that Jade and I had had, and we'd said, uh, and she said, you know, she's like, you you think you know, you think you know about women, but you don't really. You need to learn. Oh, uh, right. So then it was like, right, okay. And then I had a few – it was a few people that wanted to come on insane in the in the membrane. Then I'd had a couple of uh, uh, ladies on, and, and then we were like, well, why don't we do one where I find out about women and talk to women, ask the questions that you probably can't really ask, like finding out about what actually happens to a woman when she has her period is something that men, men will be too scared to ask, you know, and – I've had conversations with trans people that I wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to have it on Twitter, but I've asked questions. You mentioned being tactful earlier. Yeah. I had a conversation. I had, I had uh Jordan Gray was on Jordan Gray was on and Danny St. James, who are, uh, you know, trans, trans women. And it's, you can hear in the conversations. I don't know how to start the conversation. I don't know yeah. how to ask. I had Jordan Gray but, on, Yeah. um, in
0: s- season one. And, um, it took a it took a bit of warming up. I mean I've considered myself to be quite progressive and accepting and and, and, and everything. But I, I just I
1: start a podcast like,
0: Hello, nice earrings.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because you don't you, you don't wanna you don't wanna upset anybody and you don't know you don't know how you don't know how to start the conversation. Like and so with Jordan I just ended up just blurting out, I was like, right when did you know you were trans what what do you what does it feel like when you're if you say you, you you know you're biologically you're you're this you're this but mentally you feel that and it's all these conversations that you can't have on social media and yeah. that's why it's a safe space for me to ask those questions and it's a safe space for people to listen and go oh wow yeah I wanted to know that but I didn't know how to ask it's a really it's really opened up yeah everything it's been really fascinating and you're in really good hands with jordan as well
0: because uh i'm like i said it only took about five minutes of, yeah. of you know and it, that's a normal five minutes there's a five minutes with me and you five minutes with any guest where you're sort of feeling it out you're getting your rhythm you're getting the dance on a little bit yeah. you want to make a good impression you want to be respectful you don't want to come across as a ignorant dummy or whatever do you know what i mean yeah and uh but with jordan it was great i just there was that moment of like oh i like your earrings like just trying to be i wanted to be like i'm on your side yeah I, I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm with, yeah, yeah i'm with you immediately but just like within five minutes we were just having a right good natter about anything she, everything really
1: jordan is really great to to is, is very great to, to is a great person to speak to about uh the, the the trans community because it's you know because she's just very open with it and you can ask the questions that you wouldn't normally ask cuz she's very she she understands it's a comic. that it's a yeah she's a, one she's a comedian and two she understands that this is a very unusual situation for most people to be in yeah. you know when you meet not everybody you know like trans the trans community makes up like 0.6% of the population or something so a lot of people won't necessarily meet a trans person, and so yeah, it's, it's been, it, uh, you know, and, and and Jordan understands that, and there's there you can say even at the end of the, the podcast record we did, you know, Jordan was like, so what should we put this out on? Should we put it out on membrane or Fembrane? You know, we were still we were able to laugh and joke about it, yeah. and uh, and it, and it was great, and it's and it, and that's it, it underlines it. it, it It underlines the importance of us having these conversations and we can't always have them. So I've got this safe space where I can have them. I can have those chats and not get cancelled on Twitter for being an ignorant idiot. So
0: Ah, yeah. So, yeah, sorry about assuming that... um Jade uh, hosted it. As I said, I haven't really listened oh, to right. a lot of Fembrain. I did hear Jade in whatever I have heard, so I just assumed that that, that was her territory. But Jade
1: I... is, I think Jade does, there's, a, there's an introduction that we did. There's a, we did a, um, what would you call it? It's like a, it was like an advert for the upcoming oh, a podcast. pilot thing. Yeah, right. yeah, it was like, so it was the, the, the sample was Jade and I talking about. Oh, I see. Right. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, i
0: with you. I do. I kind of want to talk about council culture, but we've been here a long time. Let's let's keep this bit. Let's keep this bit short because you, I know you want to go and off.
1: Go I'm off all there. right. I'm all right. Are you all right? Are you all right? You're you're oh, getting I'm a bit fidgety. I don't want you to. You
0: know. No, it's just my ADHD, mate. I'm just getting a dead bump. <laughs> it's, uh,
1: it, it's fine. And, you, and, no. you, and, you, and you're, you're six foot nine. That is incredible.
0: Yeah, dude. So, I'm also, yeah, I'm also very
1: long. Um, yeah. and, uh, and you're, you're yeah. wedged in under your desk.
0: Yeah, that comes with its own <laughs> own challenges. But but uh, yeah, cancel culture, um it can be ridiculous. I think that in many ways the the points raised are in many situations are valid and important yeah. and worth discussing. But sometimes I feel like if you just put the effort you're putting into picking someone up on this little thing here was put into a much bigger pressing issue yeah. The world might be a better place. There seems to be a lot of energy spent um, trying, trying to
1: find reasons to ruin people's lives. Oh yeah, some people because it gives them it validates their existence, doesn't it? It makes them feel important. They want it's all because a lot of the times it seems that they're not they're not really flagging these things up to raise awareness or to 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 stop it happening. It's all about they've found the story. They go, oh, yeah. look, I found this, and then everyone, everyone, and every, yeah, everyone piles on, and then they get all the likes for this story that they found, and now they've got this power where they're, yeah, we're going to cancel this person and that person. Uh, Bill Burr's got this great bit about, you know, they're trying to cancel John Wayne. You know, like, John Wayne he was born in like nineteen oh seven. That's that's you can't you can't go back <laughs> and retrospectively punish people. For that, it's like it's like it's like he, he cancelled himself when he died. yes yeah, exactly. that is what Bill Burr says. God did that forty <laughs> years ago. It's, yeah. it's this. It's this. It's not really. People aren't really. It seems to me people aren't really. They're not really bringing it to everyone's attention for the right reasons. A lot of it is to get the likes and the and the, and the dopamine from that. And yeah, you know, it, you can't. You you know, yes. Terrible things have happened in the past, but we've learned from them and now we don't do them anymore. You know, but yeah. you can't keep going back through people's careers and go, you said that in 1984. You go, but that's what it was like in 1984. But if you've looked if you've looked, I don't say those things anymore because I realized that they were wrong. And now mm. I'm in I now I'm in 2021. I don't say that I'm not I'm a different person. I've learned from that. I don't do it, but now we're going back. And we're going, oh, yeah, you did that. Therefore, you don't get to have your life anymore. You don't get your career yeah. anymore because way back when you did that. It needs to be – there needs to be more of an understanding, but we're not. We're we're looking for these things to be a part of, like, oh, let's get this person. You know, like, yeah. f- chill out. Why don't you chill out? Why don't you just – why don't you – instead of doing that, why don't you focus on something positive? Why don't you write something? Why don't you do something? Why don't you – you know, you're – like you say, all this energy that's put into that's put into cancelling people, it just it just doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything, and it's a waste of energy. You know, yeah. It's, most of it, Most of us are decent. Most of us recognise that racism is is terrible and still exists and needs to be dealt with. If you come across it. Or or sexism, or or whatever you know. Most of us are decent enough to know that those things are bad, and we do we do what we can when those things rear their ugly head. But going out and looking for something that was said in 1975, you know, is a is a fool's errand. It's it's a waste of time. You just
0: yeah,
1: that was then. This is now. Let's all let's we learn from these things rather than going back and because you're going to get to a point. Most people back then don't didn't think didn't think the way that we think now. So of course they had strange ideas and odd ideas when it came to feminism or sexism or whatever. Yeah. And that was then this is now. But you can't then go, right? Well, I'm not gonna watch the films of John Wayne ever again because he said that. And you're like, well we'll end up not watching anything. If you go back Someone somewhere has said something about something or has had this opinion or that bit. You end up watching nothing. You end up, there would yeah. no, be nothing from history that you can watch. And listening to nothing as well. Listening to nothing. You know, you hear like, rock stars were probably having sex with underage groupies. And I'm not saying that's right. Of course it's not right. But that's what that was then and this is now. And you, you're, you, if you, go, you start picking everything apart, there'll be nothing left. And it's yeah, I think if you start
0: really picking everything apart, it gets very, very ugly for a very, yeah. very long time. Yeah, um,
1: and we, yeah, we should
0: be more forward-facing. I think. I think so. Yeah, especially with all the division in the world now and what we've got going on, it's time yeah. to
1: be looking forward. Um, I think so. Yeah, and you know, calling out, calling out the, the wankers when it happens, call them out, which is what we're doing now. Whereas in yeah. the past they didn't, obviously they didn't. You know whoever was like jimmy savile was doing whatever it was, and people would turn a blind eye because jimmy had this power you know he had a power and he knew where the bodies were he knew he knew stuff about you know other people that were doing stuff and that's you know but but now we're in a position where we will call that we will call stuff out you know it's we've learned from the past going forward with that that won't happen again hopefully
0: and I think for a while, stand-up comedians went, oh my God, oh shit, oh dear, is it, is it over now? Is the party over? Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I don't know what's happening, but I've always said through, throughout this is that I think s- stand-up comedy uh, that goes against that grain is going to be the next really popular thing because I think it's going to get to a point where people are like, all right, we just think for ourselves on this, make up our own decisions, because we're all pretty moral people, I'd mm. like to think, and we will make our own choice on whether we think this particular person deserves a career or not, or whatever, or my ticket money. Um, and I, I don't know, I think Dave Chappelle is one of the ones who's kind of just pushing that, push, <laughs> push just trying to push that envelope slightly back into, hey, this is comedy. We can talk about anything here, and uh, like you were saying with with McDonald, uh, I can't remember his first name. What was his first? Uh, name? Norm. Norm. Norm McDonald is he the guy that does some of the voicing voice work in Family Guy? And uh, no, that's
1: got a really deep voice. That's uh what's his name? I can't remember his name. That's ah, oh, shit. What's his name? Lawrence. No, he does. Um, he does I know Joe. who you mean. Yeah, yeah, I know who you mean. But no, not him. Norm McDonald. Oh, okay. He was in Adam Sandler movies as well, like back in the '90s, and you'd know him if you saw him. He was right. on Let- he was on Letterman a lot. Okay. Um, but that I think, I think I've seen yeah. him in, yeah. in in in
0: some things. But like you were saying, he took a th- he took a thing like murdering women, yeah, and did something with it which wasn't offensive. Was probably quite thought provoking. Made it really. It was really. Yeah, it was really. Pal- he made it palatable. Yeah. Yeah, and amplified the the conversation, let's say. Um, and I think, you know, that's this is the way that comedy's always worked. And there, obviously there are some things you think, I don't know how the hell you're ever gonna joke about that. You know, and, and you can pick what you laugh at, what you don't laugh at. Um and that's part of it, isn't it? But yeah, I, I think stand-up is probably gonna have to soon it's gonna have to find the sting in its tail again. And it's gonna have to be very intelligent about how it goes about doing this but I don't I don't think cancel culture as it has been the last couple of years is really sustainable
1: no it will it will die out eventually people because now people turn around and going you're not cancelling me go fuck yourself what are you talking about you know Rogan does this he's his own boss yeah can't cancel him it'll get to a point yeah it's you'll just go fuck off look I said what I said go fuck yourself you know it used to be if if there was something you didn't like you just didn't watch it you just didn't look you just didn't you know like i don't know um uh, like rising damp or whatever if it was there were problematic things in it you just didn't watch it anymore it's 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 madness it's like who do you think you are you know what you're going to just ruin someone's life because you don't like something they've said it's people are entitled to their opinion yeah you know, and, and be it right, be it wrong, there's still any title to it. It's an opinion. Opinions are neither right or wrong, they're opinions. Yeah. And you know, this this it's people justifying their own existence by getting into these mobs and look, I was part of that. We brought down we brought down this person or that person and it's like, Well, well done. Now what are you gonna do? You're gonna just sit in your mum's <laughs> in your mum's spare room and and cry. Why don't you go put that energy <laughs> put that energy into something Decent into something positive. Put that into your own body of work, you know. Yeah. Rather than chasing people around because they said something shit in
0: 1974. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I mean, there are many things
1: that need to be called out and there are many things that need to be produced. Absolutely. There's load, loads of... Like, anyone who's a sex offender in this industry it should absolutely be booted out and should and should be shipped off to Mars or wherever. But you know, some people say the wrong thing at the wrong time sometimes. And it's like, well, you know, hopefully they'll learn and not do it again.
0: Yeah. I think it just needs to evolve slightly. I think it's had a really, a a, a ferocious beginning. Yeah. I think it's something that isn't necessarily going to go away. Um, but I think it needs to, it needs to adjust and adapt how it does it. And then it, and, and and it can become a, a a potent weapon of, for the right things. Not necessarily yeah. just uh, you know someone's tweet from 2010 that didn't have an apostrophe in it.
1: Ha-ha. <laughs> well, there should be that. There should there is a there's a room for for redemption and uh, you know learning from your mistakes and there should be it's some forgiveness. Like, there's all like people makes me laugh when you see people on their in their bios like be kind and and uh, empath and all that and and then you see what they're saying and you're like you're not being empathetic at all you're you're being a prick you're 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 not being kind at all you're piling on to this person because everyone else is piled on and there should be you know there's there's a just there's another way of doing it and it isn't that it's not that yeah i think you know be nice to each other that's what you should do yeah
0: well i think this has been a great chat it's been lovely thank you <laughs> uh thank you so much third time lucky
1: yeah we got there in the end i we can only there. apologize um i hope oh, it sounds all right because i have got to be honest my brain it's just so fogged up no like, this just, has been great this I has been so. every.
0: You, you'll know the. you know the one that sometimes and i lucky to get this quite often with my with my podcast but some some pods are better than others aren't they and yeah sometimes you're having a podcast and you're sort of three quarters of the way through it and you sit there and you go this is fucking great <laughs> this is a good one we're on a good one I'm, and I've got that now I've got a little buzz from it I've had a good conversation
1: yeah mate. Like uh, so thank you very very much for the. My, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much to my guest this week, Rich Wilson. If you want to check out any of his stand-up material, any of his partner's stand-up material, uh, "Insane in the Men Brain" podcast or "Insane in the Fem Brain" podcast, we will be leaving links to all of these things and more in the show notes descriptions. Please remember to like, subscribe and leave us a review. And if you can tell just one friend about this podcast that you enjoyed, uh, that would mean the world to us. And it really, really would help. If you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, you can it's at the giant pod. And that is the same for Twitter. If you want my personal Instagram account, you're going to have to go to Andy underscore S1S. This podcast was produced by the knee-slapping Harry Williams. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We will see you again next week on The Giant Pod with Andrew Rintmore. Thank you. Goodbye.